0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: this is a view from the bridge official podcast of the belfast giants for kingdom of the Giants.com. it's the first of february pinch punch first of the month boys Got you first nice. of February, 2020. Nice. We do that in our house all the time. Does nobody else do that now? My <laughs> missus gets so annoyed when I get, when I get her first. Brilliant! Anyway, must be a Belfast
0: thing. It must
1: be. It's the uh it's the first of February, 2022. Uh, my name's Patrick Smith. Belfast Giants come back off a um, a mixed road trip. With a plum, two wins over the Coventry Blaze at the SSE Arena. And we're going to cover all of that on this week's show. We've got those two games that we're going to have a look through. We've got interviews down at training that says pop down to have a word with a couple of the lads. Tyler Beskarawani is our guest on the fan agenda. We have some news. We have the nominations for January's Player of the Month. And um, some team from South Wales are in town next weekend. We might have a passing discussion about that. And also, there's an extension to the league, but we'll go through that in uh, in the news later in the show. Mr. McGimsey, just been
2: chomping on a raw carrot. How are you? Wild, wild. Joel oh, said wow. this, but I wasn't sure what other way you would eat it. Um, Chopped am alright like, I, I haven't had boiled carrots. I haven't had the best of weeks. I found my first grey hair. And I'm <laughs> what? Devastated. What? Devastated. How about we've been colorblind? Ultimate spins on here. Not
1: on, not on your head, on the floor, somebody else's gray hair? Was it? <laughs> 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 it
2: was definitely on my head. Yeah. Once you start finding them elsewhere, it's time to call it a day. Did you, did you I put know a, new a man mirror up in the house? I know,
1: listen, David, I know a man who knows where you can get a good dye job. I said, good day job. He once turned up with jet black hair.
0: Mm, guess.
2: Oh, oh! I thought you were going to get... direct me towards 89 hairdos or whatever. But no, no, I could do that, TVs but no, I was thinking Russell about it. His... I got a
1: really bad die job and turned up to a gig once with um look like he looked like danny zuko
2: He's yeah, yeah so hasn't been a bad weeks but
1: i feel for you mate mr kitchen you were back behind the mic at the weekend after a few weeks off how are you doing
2: i'm all right it was good crack um
3: obviously we're gonna go and talk about the games but uh, yeah it was good fun i mean good i thought good good he came on for the first time to join me i thought he was really really good yeah. um <laughs> and uh did He
0: swear,
2: uh, Ketchy. No, he didn't. No, no, he was all right. He was just he, he was almost as uh as the Dundee Stars guys. Uh, it, brilliant, by the way. It wasn't, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not taking a mickey because it, it, it gave the level of enthusiasm and how much he actually, you know, was he was out on the ice as much as he was in the commentary box, you know, but the ooh and the yeah, <laughs> you Love know, that, that was Love brilliant. That. Loved it. Yeah, they really, really enjoyed it.
3: And then Deco on Sunday, I almost really enjoyed doing at the Deco's oh, class. We've said it many
1: times, mate. Great quality from Deco is what you yeah, get yeah. there, and I really enjoyed that one. I really enjoyed he
3: hates it. One. He hits. I know. It just, he just doesn't think he's any good at all. Like you know, so he's,
1: he's, he's wrong. I think he's the, the
2: second best color man in the league, like after Paul <laughs> <laughs> the Stony side, after the gray guy in the corner. Hi <laughs> <laughs> Eady, Paul Eady.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, and. Uh, a man who has had a busy week up at Larn, how are you doing, Joel?
0: Yeah, all good. Uh, transfer window closed last night. It was a bit of a stressful evening, but uh, we're, we're all good, and I'm, I'm ready to talk hockey with the boys. Best part of the week. That's
1: it. Well, then let's get stuck into it, lads. Uh, it was two week, two home games against the Coventry Blaze at the weekend. Let's have a look at that first one. It was a, well, like I say, the Giants came back with a bit of a plum and none less than the 6-1 victory for your Giants over the Coventry Blaze. <laughs> the goals coming from Slater Doggett, Jordan Boucher, Mark Cooper with his first on 18:57, JJ Pickenich short-handed, the second short-handed goal of the game, the first one that was that Jordan Boucher goal. Um, and then Cooper on 44 minutes and Cooper again on 47 minutes on the power play. Made it six of the Giants. The only goal for the Coventry Blaze coming from Evan Bloodhoff. Uh, in goal for the Belfast Giants, Tyler Bescarawani, 21 shots on, one goal against. And in goals for the uh, Coventry Blaze, CJ Mott only lasted 44 minutes. 28 shots against, five goals against. And then Jordan Headley came in for the last 15 minutes or so. It was uh, 10 shots on, one goal against. your referees that night were Andy Dalton and David Good. That's a new one on me. David Good.
3: Yeah, first time I've seen him.
1: First time seeing us certainly in Belfast. Um, Davey Jans came up I say Jans came in 6 1 and were dominant. Blaze, <sighs> however,
2: not great. I think it's probably fair to say. I know he got whipped out after 44 minutes. Without CJ Mott in that first period, you're looking at 16 1 here. This is CJ Mott had an incredible period. I think that from the instant. Jans has something like 27 great A chances in the first period alone. And bar a bit of execution, uh, we were good at times. And bar a bit of execution, that game was dead. Well, the game was over after 20 minutes, but this this was all over by the shooting after 20 minutes. But you know, CJ Mott, I know he comes up with an absolutely wonderful save, but you're going to play the goals there, Patty. And like, um, who got the first goal? Really, really nice goal because the, all the good. thing. It's just the the, the videos froze here and and it's threw me <laughs> threw me a curveball well, here. Hang on one second. Yes, dog from pick from good. I can't remember the gold name, but anyway, that that um started off the. I can't remember. we Patty's done this again. He does it he did this last week portion of the show he, where
0: Patty disappears and it all goes. To we hell.
2: need a sponsor because Paddy's computer just can't handle two things at once. So, if you're out there and you've got a business, you could sponsor <laughs> Paddy a decent MacBook <laughs> Pro or something where he can actually load video at the same time. There, he's back. Um, video too big, Patty. Video's was too big. Yeah, I thought that this week. I couldn't score too many goals. You know, that? exponentially bigger, exponential. <laughs> there's a word we haven't used for almost two years now. You know, that was that was trendy two years ago when COVID started. But like, as I say, CJ so going will go on to talk about one particularly big save he makes. But like, for CJ Mod, that game is over by the shite. And I want to come back. I'll let says go on because I want to come back about the Mark Cooper hat trick.
1: Well, yeah. says you, do you want go on? Says you want to talk about the game?
2: Yeah, I
3: mean. I... Be honest i mean there we do we absolutely dominated you'd mentioned it at the top of the the uh Andrew there for david to come in we once we got the second goal i honestly didn't think we looked back at all i thought we we're really strong in all areas i think we we're a wee bit disappointed to give up that goal um you know best goal again was wasn't overworked for it and obviously that's why i got to start the next day as well but you know when we when we're when we're moving our feet there's not very many teams in this that can keep up with us. Um, and we were doing that on Saturday night. We just, we were relentless. CJ Mod played really well. Um, and as Davey says, I think it probably could have been, you know, seven, eight, nine, 10, um, 10 uh, before, you know, before he was getting anywhere near getting pulled, but he, don't forget, this is their second and two nights because they played Guilford the night before Guilford took them to overtime. And then obviously went to shootout as well. And that does play a big factor in this as well, because, you know they were going to three and three, and it's always tough uh, playing three and three, especially when you're traveling. Um, and I'm not making massive excuses for them. I listened to the interview from Danny Stewart after the game. He was he was livid with their their effort, their application, everything about it. He, he didn't see anything positive about it at all. But um, overall, we we definitely deserve to win the game. There's that first goal coming up yeah. now, Davey. Again, Dog not, would yeah. just turned him back into the traffic. There's two guys within six feet of him, and neither of them gets a stick on him. You know, so when you've got that lack of effort um from the Blaze players to a certain extent, but the, the big one that stood out for me was Bush's short-handed goal. If you watch the video, and it'll come up here in a second, hopefully, you know, that the effort that Bush Bush has got the puck in our bottom corner yeah. in our defensive zone. He lays the pass up to the, the coops who has a bit of pressure from on the from the backside, um, and he makes a really smart play. He knows he's not going to get the shot on goal, so he goes down below the goal line, swings it round, gets his head up. And then Bush, as I say, this, this is this is the second goal again coming in. But turns around, look at Bush. There's three guys trailing him. And that third guy coming into the zone, Curran, was the one closest to him when he passed the puck at the bottom end. So there's not many key players can keep up with Bush. Um, but you'd like to think they're going to make an effort. These guys are professionals. Um, and as I say, Danny Stewart was not happy after that game. And rightly so, because they just did not turn up for it. Um, and obviously from the comments that he made on Saturday night that made a better impact on the Sunday game because I thought on Sunday they came out to play very very well
2: yeah we'll come we'll come back on the Sunday game David you want to talk about that Cooper hat-trick well it 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 kind of starts I think from the next goal here and a a lot of underrated work done again he's been outstanding in January but a lot of underrated work done in this whole goal two or three times by Ben Lake. doesn't end up getting an assist on the goal but if, if you watch some of the plays that he has to make the one keeps the puck alive a couple of times and then as it looks like it's going out lazoni breaks breaks it up again they'll lie i think it's Doggett just to keep it in on the line um and and swings around and then just that lovely pass across there's dog taking it, and cooper just busting for that back post but we'll talk about that cooper and, and simon talked about coops um staying behind a lot of extra practice last week wasn't particularly happy with his game. Working on lots of things with Kiefer and, and as I talked to Simon yesterday, Dicko as well. Dicko stayed after practice a few times this week just to let him have extra shooting. And, you know, you got to give the likes of Dicko massive credit. Doesn't get an awful lot of ice time. You know, hasn't played a game this season. What is he, 10, 11 years with the club, 30-odd games? He's, <laughs> there. he's there at training and he's there to give these guys extra time. So big assist on all three goals to uh, the deco at the weekend, Mark Cooper's had a fabulous January and he's just going the right places. We'll talked about him through like mid-November, I would say onwards, maybe slightly earlier than that, where he started to be that go-to <clears> guy. <throat> he's the guy on all the power plays that's got his backside in the blue paint. And that kind of became his role. Bit of a breakout there for me at the weekend there with him getting a hat trick. Really, really lovely See, <clears throat> And Goody on comedy saying, let's see those hats. Absolutely fantastic. And yes, a few of them rained down, but like, Two short-handed goals. First time it's happened since, I think, 2014, says, was I told you the guy sent it? Yeah. Keefe and, and Lloyd, believe it or not, <laughs> were, the, were the last two. Lovely, lovely play. And as you say, when he got to this position, you just know, he shows shot, just pass across, and pick does not miss those. Doesn't matter, you know, Beautiful. all day long, he's going to be scored. No. So, you know, from a Giants perspective, it was a fairly routine win. Two shorthanded goals and a power play goal, Joel.
0: Yeah, uh, this was uh, probably one of the main headlines of the weekend for me. And um, it was actually really nice to hear uh, Adam Keefe in, in post game on Sunday talk about just how you know he acknowledged that power play hasn't really been firing on all cylinders, and it's it's probably I would say in what has been a fairly good season so far the, the main grumble of of the fan base that you know the power play was struggling for um, i've I've grumbled about it on this very show you know we're we're not only struggling for great chances on the power play but we're struggling to establish ourselves in the zone and, and keep the puck consistently in there um to to not only get the two shorties but also for Mark Cooper's hat-trick goal to be on the power play as well. Um, and also D- Dylan Eichstad took a, a, tri- I think a tripping call about five minutes into the second period. And that, honestly, the power play, five minutes into that second period, if you go back and watch it, it's one of the best power plays I've seen from the Giants that we haven't actually scored on. Um, so it looks to me like that special teams are, are beginning to, to develop. The power play is beginning to develop. Um, but but not only that, to be able to to really put the work in whenever you're a man short and, and to come up with those two shorties, um, it just shows that, that those areas are being addressed within the club not only from the coach who uh, acknowledged it but from the players who are now producing on ice
1: says we'll come on to Sunday's game in just a second but obviously coming off the back of a mixed weekend the weekend before with the, 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 the two defeats before the victory in Guildford. how important was it to get a result like that to sort of energize the fan base
3: Again, it's always good, and that, you know what? The fan base were brilliant on Saturday. I have to say that, and that's from the whole arena. Um, there was a big crowd in. Um, uh, my understanding was the Saturday game was the biggest crowd we've had of the season so far. Uh, it wouldn't have been with the two Christmas games, obviously. But, uh, well, the three Christmas games uh, being cancelled, but uh, Saturdays was the biggest crowd we've had in, which is great. Um, because January's a tough month to... They get people through and obviously with the being weekend and maybe even, you know, people just getting out of the house and coming down, which hopefully they do this weekend for the Cardiff game as well. But it's, it, you know, Paddy, we just talk on, on how good the team can be when we get going. You know, we, we win 13 games in a row and there's a couple of fans grumbling about getting beat by <laughs> Glasgow and Cardiff. There's nothing to be ashamed of about getting beat by Cardiff with regards to going into Glasgow. They were starting to pick up, they'd won four in a row. They're starting to play well. I think their coach has got the right idea. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he seems to be, you know, how is. He, he sort of seems to know how to push their buttons because he made a comment again, I think it was a couple of nights before that, or maybe two or three games before that, that uh, obviously get on their feel their skin because they came out and played really well. I was at the game and uh, I thought they did really, really well. They came to us on the third period, put pressure on it, but you know, you. If, if we okay, you, you want to win those games, of course, you want to win those games and make it 14 in a row, but it's you know, it's not as easy as just turning up and thinking that's the case. If that is not, not the way hockey works. There's every team in this league can beat any other team on any given night. Take out Fife, they're having a bit of a t- horrendous season. Um, but you know, the likelihood is you know, we're going to go into so we've got Cardiff this weekend, obviously, and then next week. We've got Coventry on the Wednesday, Mm -hmm. we've got Dundee on the Friday, Dundee Mm -hmm. away on the Saturday, and Fife away on the Sunday. So four games in five Five days. days. And you're going to have fans going about because, do you know what, if we pick up eight points from that whole week, of those four games, that's probably the best week you're going to have all season. But it's going to be very, very difficult because it's tough to go into Dundee. They beat Sheffield last week. Um, it's tough to win to five. We found that out a couple of weeks ago. If they turn up and they get their guys turning up, they can play. Um, and she and Owen, we know she Owen's capable of putting out a, a good game against us as well. So three and three is like, tough at any time, mate. Well, three and three is tough. Four and five is even tougher. Mm-hmm. So and there's a lot of travel. As I say, all, they're all away games. So you know, traveling the car, our Coventry, then they go straight up to Scotland. Um, you know, they'll get a day off in between the the Coventry and uh, first Dundee game. But it's going to be absolutely tough. But, again, that's at the back of Adam's mind. It's all about this weekend. And, obviously, the Cardiff Devils coming in on Friday.
0: That's right. Well, sorry, who was it we spoke to recently? Was it on the show or was it maybe in a post game, uh where we were talking about the difference between obviously the, the league format here and the playoff format that, that most players would have found in North America and throughout Europe. And they had said on those kinds of road swings, whenever you're out in the road for three or maybe four in a week, that it's kind of almost like an unwritten rule in hockey that if you drop the last one, nobody's really that bothered because obviously the playoff format, it's just interesting, you know, uh, that it's the format of our season, meaning that four games in a week, every single one of them is a playoff game and you wouldn't really get that. I guess in any other league, no, I don't know.
1: Let's um let's look at Sunday's game, boys. It was like with a six-one win for the Giants on the Saturday. We went to face the same people on the Sunday, and it was a it cost not just to Coventry Blaze but Joel Neal. It was a three-nil win for the Belfast Giants. The goals from the Giants coming from Soy, Pickenich, and Lake, and it was a shutout. So Coventry Blaze scored nothing. It was a twenty-seven save shutout that cost Joel Neal money. To the rain razor, um,
0: delighted, delighted, Happy to do. How's
1: that? How's that house coming? And uh, <laughs> CJ Mott, thirty shots against, two goals against. And uh, as I scroll this, because I'm doing this a bit differently this week, the referees that night were Pavel Hallis and David Good. Says um, a lot. A very different Coventry Blaze team on the second night. Um, obviously, we didn't get the goals until you know what was it, near the end of the uh, or, sorry, midway through the game on the power play and it was an empty net goal at the end but the, the Coventry Blaze proved a much different opponent on Sunday than they did on Saturday
3: CJ Mott, yep. he was absolutely brilliant, I mean we, we showed the, there was a couple of clips of it then and that save he pulled off in the first period against Goody, now I was speaking to Goody about this uh, after the game and and the I think it was lacking in the given Um, you know, a bit of a hook from behind and sort of knocked him off balance and he didn't get the shot. He couldn't get the puck elevated. But there's some of the saves that he pulled off um, on the first, especially the first and second period. Third, he was under a lot of pressure. We played really, really well. Um, But again, you knew you were going to get a response because of what the coach said the night before. You know, I, I thought Coventry played very, very well on Sunday. I thought the application from the majority of their players was was definitely there. I li- really like that guy, Albert, um, Nathaniel Halbert. Um, really strong player, strong skating defenseman. Um, sorry about that, amateur error. Um <laughs> and uh the uh you know, really strong skating defenseman, controls their power play, plays a lot of minutes. I'm not sure, I think he played about twenty-six or twenty-seven minutes on Sunday. Um but you know CJ Mott was probably the story of the game for them. Uh, he was uh, he was fantastic. It's not very often that the way a goaltender gets um, man of the match, uh, but you know it's it's uh, he, he definitely stood up and I probably want that one back against Pekinich. and and I know Davey's going to come back and talk about that later. But uh, you know the way we played and our game management on Sunday was was a lot. Uh, you know, to be desired. Sorry, not to be a lot to be desired. It was a definitely, a, it was definitely to be desired. I thought we 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 controlled the game. Yes, they had opportunities. I think they had the post maybe three times. Definitely two, possibly three. um But you know, once we got the first goal, you could see a little bit bit of deflation. But it's important to get the second one. and The second one was was vital for us. um Coming out with that one there from Pekaric. And the face-off play, but I know Davy. I do want to still Davey's thunder here because he yeah. loves the set plays they got. But um, you know, once we got the the uh, the second goal, I, I, I didn't. I don't think we we're going to look back. And as I say, Davey uh, I want to come in and talk about that second goal for sure.
1: I'll come to. I'll come to Davy in a second. Joel, you, Sam's absolutely right. The, coming in with that first goal in the second period, that sort of started to change the game in the chance favor.
0: Yeah, hundred percent right. From from sort of, uh, I had to tune into. I had the pleasure of tuning into Giants TV and, and says on, uh, on on Saturday for the first game. I was in the arena on Sunday, but the, the difference that I could see, uh, uh, in addition to Mott being fantastic, I think that they had set them up for that sort of. Uh, Danny Stewart had set them up for that kind of classic road game. You know, there were there were points in that game where you were looking back at the at the blaze blue line, and there's uh, nearly enough all five of their men just kind of hovering along it, and um, they they set themselves up. I feel anyway to frustrate and to try and, and find that kind of opportunity on the counter and to to give them as much uh, protection and help as possible. So for the Giants to, to continue grinding that down and finally finding that goal on the power play, again, a special teams continues to pay off this season. Um, and by... Uh, by Davies talisman Tyler soy as well to see him continue to to do the business and um, it was another it was, it was a different kind of victory from the night before but again it was similar to to maybe on the road in Guildford the other week where um the team sets up and you have to really grind against them for your opportunities and you have to wait and work to find those opportunities and and, uh, and the Giants did so um lovely to be able to to switch our game up and to address a different Coventry blaze less than kind of uh, 24 hours from from the first game
1: David, you obviously, says you know, his uh, teed you up on the discussion of the picking edge goal. But before we come to your, your 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 take on the uh, your take on the game,
2: yeah, I think Adam said uh, the coach said after after the game. You know, we played a little bit more run and gun, and and that obviously affects the energy levels in the game. Comedy players came out a lot stronger, and and just giving Matt that fifteen minutes off, maybe on the Saturday night, the rest rather than run him the sixteen minutes into a three and three, as Simon had said earlier there. You know, just give him a little bit of extra spark, especially in that first period, because we did come hard enough. They box us out a wee bit more. We, you know, I think on the Saturday night with sixty, nearly seventy shots on off, and and on the Sunday, I think it's down in the forties. So in terms of getting to the net and getting shots on, especially from the blue line, we just didn't have that same Saturday night with a lot of. Shots. I think Kevin Rain maybe had three or four shots in about three or four shifts. I remember I thinking you and Goody talking about it on no shots at all on Sunday night. So maybe that's just a little thing Danny Stewart's being able to look at the game tape afterwards and go, we have to crack this we've got to stop Rain getting shots in from the edge of the, you know the edge of the circles from the blue line so you know please change their set, set up ever so slightly stop us getting as many shots on but you know they hung in there and being 1-0 up going into that you know it was it 1-0 did we get the third hi we got the last two goals in the third period on the first goal in the middle period so it was yep. 1-0 in the second and and I think maybe Dickel mentioned it as well, a bit like Blaze the other week where we mentioned the podcast. You let these teams hang around. One chance, one goal in these games, and all of a sudden the whole dynamic of the games change. So in terms of that, getting that second goal, says just mentioned him crucial. That was massive for us getting that second. And then you fill the empty net, makes the scoreline a bit more lopsided. CJ Mott, outstanding. Some of the saves again. I thought he was great on Saturday night, certainly first 20 minutes Sunday. Exceptional, well deserved Milo match and at, at our own end, another shutout for Besco. I think that's seven. Many, many, night? that's people. seven, mate. Yep, <laughs> seven times, seven times ten quid for, for the <laughs> Um, but you know, I think over the course of January, and we'll come to player of the month later on, 11 goals conceded across the course of a month by Besco. And he's played the last year, I think he played all but one game. Um, Jackson played the one game when. Glasgow, is that right? Yeah, yes. I, Glasgow, I, I don't like think him. I don't think he played any other games. I think Besco played the rest of them. Uh, and Barr bar dropping the, the, the game in Cardiff last week, where you've got a short handed goal against, a power play goal against, and a goal he could do nothing with and an empty netter when he wasn't even on the ice. You know, he's been almost perfect this month. He's 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 such a calm and influence at the back end there. Simon you waxed vertical about him all day season and practice all. He gives us a chance to win every single night, and that's all you can ask for from your goaltender.
1: Before I come back to you on the uh, on the goal, you you want to chat about the pick goal, goal? Hmm. Quick, right round the table. Two, there were two penalty shot shouts. Maybe at that one was you know in the in was it the first period when like on, on the a big hook on Goodwin, and then down the other end there was another shot where I know Jordan Boucher was given a given a Dixie to the to the referee to say you know it was on hooking. It was on hooky, it was. Hook was yep, yeah. the um, well, it was, says you said no on the commentary, you weren't, and I think uh, dicko was the same saying that once if you get the shot away at some sort, then that goes against you.
3: Is that the mayor, Joel?
1: The do you says to start,
3: yeah? I mean, again, the, the hooky one, sorry, the, the the goody one, first of all, again, he gets the shot, And it was a decent, It gets a shot on target. That's that's the big thing about it. If it's not a shot on target, then I think there's a better chance of getting the penalty shot, however. Um, you know, we were, I think, we we're 2 0 up at that point. Um, and maybe get refs look at it the game a wee bit differently than what they would do if it's a 0 0 or whatever it is. But you know, again, I'm yes, you're disappointed not to get the penalty shot. No good he was for sure. I spoke to him after, uh, afterwards and, and he wasn't happy about it, but it's all about the save from, from CJ Mott. And that yeah. for me, I thought it was absolutely sensational. Yeah. Um, but the one at the other end. Same thing. And who he disagrees with, because I had a chat with him about this. He thinks he had control of the puck coming across the blue line um, and going into the zone. I don't think he did. Um I thought that he, he tried to get it in front of him. And and again, he, he got the shot off. Uh, but for me, if it was any of the two of them, I think the Goody one was a bit better chance of getting the penalty shot. But the second one, I didn't think so at the time. And I still don't think so.
0: Joel? Cool. Yeah, I think this one comes down to, to the rule book, really, doesn't it? You know, if... Uh, there was a bit of confusion in the arena. Um, I, I even had a chat with with Bush after post game, uh, and even he was unsure of of the status of those, especially the kind of the, the goody one. Um, and it seems to come down to whether or not they they actually got the shot away. And um, since then, I've had a a, a few kind of. DMs and chats with with other people who were at the game and, and they've been firing kind of video clips back and forward of, of other penalties that were similar that ended up being a penalty shot. So I, I don't, I honest, my honest answer is I don't know by the book. Um, you know if, if, what what constitutes or or how much of it is open for interpretation. Um, because to me, if if the 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 chance on goal is inhibited, even if you do get a shot away that maybe wouldn't have been the finish that you would have gone for had you not been inhibited, then it would still be a penalty shot to me. But um, I guess I'm not the person to ask. I'm not the book smart one. In this room, David. <laughs>
2: that, that's how you said I'm just the book smart
0: one in this <laughs> um, room. <laughs> look,
2: nearly nearly every call that any referee makes is going to be down open to interpretation. So you know, in terms of those, both of them seeing both of them given in similar circumstances, we've obviously seen both of them wiped out in similar circumstances. To me, there usually needs to be a little bit of error between uh, player forward and defenseman. Whether it be a hook slash whatever to take him down to stop him. getting the shot away isn't necessarily anything to do with it, but it it has to be a clear breakaway if you like. And for it to be a breakaway player, can't be able to get round right the side of a player. He has to be taking him down from behind if if you like. If he's coming in from the side at all, you're not getting the penalty shot. You're just getting the uh, the two minute minor. So I've seen him giving. I've seen him not giving. So I'm not too bent out of shape about either. Yeah, we still won. <laughs> the
1: uh f- the five minute penalty for Borden then. Up for interpretation, Davey?
2: Um, yeah, I think... I, I Kevin think' Rain it, in the last minute of the game. I think the referee's got it wrong in terms of calling a five-minute major. I think at best, or at worst, whatever way you want to look at it, I think it's... I, I actually think Kevin Ryan does all he can. You, you, I think it was Luke's... Um, Dop's um, video last week talks about the player has to hit the core. And if you look at the video, Kevin Ryan does everything he can to get on terms with the player and hits him... Here doesn't hit him in the numbers. You can clearly see Rayner's red sleeve through. So that the blazes my arms here. Rayner's sleeves through, and he's hitting the core. Borden maybe because of the distance from the board, bigger body, smaller body, he's projecting him into the boards. But that's it. Two minute minor for Borden, absolute maximum for me. Any disagreement from you two gents?
3: No, no, no way. Definitely be bigger, stronger, um, better positioning as well. Marsh wasn't. I think it was Marsh, wasn't it? I think it was Mars. He put himself in a vulnerable position. Um, but same thing, any coach would be giving him a rollick and if he doesn't finish that hit. Um, and that's one thing that you know, Davy's Davy's talked on, but he's doing his stats for, for everybody, you know, and it's all about the boys finishing their hits. And and Hookie and Reiner have got a real competition going on here. Davy, I'll give you more information about the numbers, but it's um, you know, they're they're even in the locker room when they've got that up on the wall about the hit parade. Uh, you know, they're hooky uh, I think Hooky is just in front. I haven't looked at this week's stats yet. Oh, well, there you go. David, level, level, the
2: okay. level. Rain ahead in alphabetical order. <laughs> All right. Well, well, let's go back to you, Who's David. ahead let's, of Hook. Let's Kevin. uh
1: let, let let's have a look at this JJ goal. I know you you want to have a quick chat about it. It's really, one for the um, really one for the ones on YouTube. You'll get a, a lot out of this. But uh, let's let's run it here, and uh, you you take us through it.
2: Yeah, we're going to do our Jimmy Carger, Jim Gary Neville here. Um, from, from Sky Sports to we'll do a bit of um big screen. But th- this this whole play starts obviously, like every play starts from the face off, and you can see Scott Conway coming across in front of Besco here, and he's already sort of scanning the ice and, uh, and identifying where the blaze players are. And here he's identified the blaze players are are crashed this side, eyes on Picnic. and the two of them are. Call it telepathy, call it chemistry, whatever. They're all, obviously this is a set play, they have to be working on this. You practice these things, you practice all the time, and you're on the same wavelength as each other. And uh, the whole time this this setup has happened, Conway never takes his eyes off picking whenever you go, whenever it rolls on here, which hopefully will soon. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um nice. uh, as if by magic. Gosh. And when v- as, soon as, v- as soon as V as soon as Vitas drops the biscuit here. Picks away to the races, and there, and I mean, as soon as that is puck is out of his hand, it's game on. You can move, and I've I've watched it from the wide angle. Pick does not go until that puck puck So it's a I don't know. I think there was a bit of shouting from Danny Stewart, or whatever. But he's gone. He's away to the races here, and he identifies at this point. I've got space to go into these D men. this number twenty here, whoever that is, is dead. And this is my favorite bit here. He's identified at this point. Okay, the D man has taken the left hand side of the net and he's got two places he can shoot here. He probably can't go five hole. We've identified this is as much weakness. This is up in the locker room for the boys. And when you're going down, even if that for one split second goes into your head, bang, he's put it where the weak spot is as far as we have ascertained goal. So, like, you know, that's practice, that's statistics, that's analysis, all come together to create a goal. Put us two now up and put us in the box seat the game. So big nod to Stevie Thompson who does the goalie stats. Let's go, Stevie. Let's go. We're, We're so, so legitimate tonight. <laughs> superb <laughs> bit of, an, oh, of analysis. And, you
1: know, Simon, you're down. You're down training very, very regularly and seeing the guys and seeing some of the plays that they work on, and you can see that a lot of effort is being put into these set plays.
3: Yeah, and to be honest, I think Adam lets them let them roll with it and do their own thing. And I mean, they you know they they do practice it. They do. You know, they, they do come they have conversations about this before games. Like if this happens, we're gonna do this and And you know, that it's not just cons and, and pick, there's other guys there who have got other ideas and what way to, you know, to go about it and, and uh what way to set plays up. Um I, I thought there were uh I thought the play was absolutely brilliant. You know, again when you when you're looking at the far winger, I can't remember who the far winger was, but even as is you know, you're at that stage you're one 0 down and he's on his heels. You know, it's like it's like it's like a goalkeeper sitting on his line. If he's standing still instead of on his toes, he, you know, he's, he's basically getting beat before he, the, the ball comes into the box. When that player stand there, you watch him standing with a stick, he's literally on his heads, he's gotta be on his toes, They're ready to go forward or ready to go to the side to block Goody going out. He does neither. None. He's too busy looking around and going, Um, where would I where should I go next? And as soon as Stevie says, as soon as that pucks out of his hand, goody and peck are gone. And the the ice starts number 20, Davey, you know, he's basically, he's playing catch-up. And the guy, I think it was David Clements, uh, that was the the right D, he's getting nowhere near him. And the wheels are moving from pick, going flying down the right-hand side, and it's been a brilliant finish. And as Davey says, you know, I have conversations with Davey every week about this, and, you know, he he always, not always, but he says sometimes, you know, if I'm doing too much here and we're going into too much detail, I would like Adam and, and Jeff to let us know. But they're they're definitely not the guys that put the effort and it's not just Stevie. Yes, Stevie on with regards to the goalies, Davy, but you know, it's Keenan and, and Phil as well. And Davy, you know, they're they're putting all the effort and time into they putting just that point one of a percent chance of getting a bit of information in their player's head when he's going down on net to have a where to basically take the shot. And it definitely is paying, it being paid attention for from the boys in the locker room. And everything that Adam goes through, you know, it, it's the same as what when he, Adam's very analytical now, he, again, I talked about him a couple of weeks ago, sitting on the, the ferry to um, the Glasgow game, and, you know, he's, he's, we're on the ferry for two and a half hours, and he's got his laptop out, and he's doing work, literally getting notes ready for the game that night, and then when we're on the coach for two hours to get to Glasgow, he's doing exactly the same thing, so it's all about the preparation, and as I say, a big pat in the back to, to the whole four of the stats, guys, it's, it's, what they do is absolutely superb. And we, he pointed out to me earlier on, he says, do you think it'd be okay if I ask Adam and, and Jeff about this? Do you think it should go on? I said, no, I didn't because I don't want everybody else knowing how good these guys actually are and how much information to put into it. We're, you know, and the big, the big thing about this is it's four volunteers. Yep. It's four guys giving up all their time. And we talked about the volunteers. I put it, Glover put a post on about the volunteers last week, about how important they are to the sports clubs. I, I literally followed that up. And and it's not just ice hockey. It's about Joel, we'll tell you about the guys down in Lauren. It's about guys going to rugby matches, how important volunteers are. And you, they might not think that they pay a part in the success of the club, but believe you me, they genuinely do. Mm-hmm. And the four guys putting that information together for Adam and the boys, it's, it's absolutely crucial. So,
2: look, thanks. That, that's lovely words. But back to the goal. Um, and The one thing that I would uh, analyse from the Saturday night and the Sunday night, 70% um, for Scott Conway in the circle on, on Saturday night, 79% on Sunday. There's an, there's an expectation when that play starts, when Scott Conway is putting a stick in there and he's looking to pick, there's an expectation that four times out of five, you're going to win this face-off. Where this is... Let's make this play, you know. So that doesn't work with a lot of the other players because they're not so good in the face-off circle. Not so, not so good. They're not statistically as good. You know, four times out of five, that play is coming off. So let's let's go for it. So, you know, you give credit to stats, guys, far enough, but it's about execution more than you know, analysis is only good if you execute at the right times, and you know, they execute it in big times. And as far as the the little goalie chart that we put together, if that's just a picture and in picks mind, when he's breaking the blue line and he's he's one on none. And those top sportsmen, time slows down for them when they're going in there. They've got so much more time that that happens in what one and a half seconds from the red line to blue line. But for, for him, you know, that'll have slowed down and he will have time to ascertain right where's free that side isn't because the D man's getting across probably to block the lane. So I've got this side of the net. Where's he weakest? He's you know, has he got that picture in his head? That's where he's, he's weakest. That's where he shot it. Could be a coincidence, maybe not. I like to think it's not a coincidence, but, you know, great.
1: 3-0 win for your Belfast Giants. Nine goals scored, one goal conceded, and four points in the bag. You can get all the highlights, of course, from our good friends at Belfast Giants TV on the uh, on the Belfast Giants YouTube channel. Now, we're going to be speaking with Tyler brescu pretty shortly, but before we do that, his uh, pop-down stood outside a very blustery uh, SSE Arena to chat with some of the boys after training. So Longer um, cutting much hair this week?
2: Yeah I'm doing uh, hooky JJ Again? Yeah um, well hooky's got tight tight clubs. it needs to be done once
3: a week at least um, i have uh, you know, a couple of fans booked in as well, so yeah. P- that. yeah. um And that's in between a couple of really important hockey games. You've got the uh, four points against the Coventry of the weekend. Um, again, you're playing, you're, you're being adaptable, playing uh, forward on defence. Um, what's your preferred position at the moment? Um,
2: I, uh, after Saturday game, I do still prefer being a forward. I mean, I
0: can still be a bit of a, a, bit of a rat whenever I... When you're up front,
4: but yeah, I don't mind being back there helping out if need be, but yeah, I still being uh, a You
3: still gotta look yeah. over your
0: shoulder, get into the corners when you're playing a day, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I didn't help, I was a little bit of a rat on the
2: side. I <laughs> for the day, and I like, oh no, people are gonna try and run me into corners now, but no, it's just
3: fine. Perfect. Uh this weekend, Cardiff, uh we came with we it always seems a competitive battle against the Devils, but you know, I don't think that's gonna change any soon. But uh, two big performances needed, uh starting with the first one on Friday night. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Really competitive league this year, especially for the top three ourselves, Cardiff and Sheffield, and everybody keeps winning. Um, and, and you know, it's, it's these head to heads that are going to be vitally important.
4: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, I mean, we can't really look at what Cardiff and Sheffield will do if they keep winning. They keep winning. We, we have to look, at, uh, look out for ourselves and keep winning ourselves, and that's all we can worry about.
3: Thank you, Karen. You're most welcome on uh, Tuesday morning after a uh, team workout and had uh, a four-point weekend we had another successful um, outing against the company Blaze and Saturday's game and Sunday's game were two completely different uh, opponents basically and Saturday was was pretty easy to play against, a really solid performance but the Blaze definitely
0: came out different on shooting Sunday Yeah, and I think that's expected after Saturday, you know they wanted to come out and prove a point. I think they did. I think you know we had a meeting just there, and I think um,
4: Keith as well. You well, know, I wasn't our best game Sunday, but you know, to not have our best game and still come out with the four points at the end of the weekend is a uh, is uh, is a good weekend. Um, you know,
3: as I say, Danny Stewart wasn't happy with our performance on Saturday, I I mean, you know after the, the after
4: game interview, certainly let them know about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't actually hear it, so I can imagine after Saturday he wasn't uh, he wasn't happy. And then Sunday, like you said, they were a different team and uh, they were a lot better.
3: Cardiff this weekend.
4: Looking forward to it. Yes, yeah, a huge weekend, huge weekend, huge for the for the league standings. Um, I think it's the last time, last two times we play against Cardiff as well. So uh, hopefully uh,
2: get to five hundred against those and then um, keep moving forward.
3: Cheers, Ricky. JJ, and a couple of goals for yourself over the weekend. But the most important thing uh, is the four points for the team and, and picking up. Uh, those two victories against Coventry. Yeah,
2: it's huge. Um, the league's obviously uh, getting a little bit tighter, so we um, have another big weekend versus Cardiff here, and
3: uh, it's going to be really important points. The Saturday performance with a 6-1 victory over the Blaise was, was some really good goals. A big performance from Mark Cooper picking up the hat trick, but uh, leading into Sunday it was a little bit tighter. Obviously the Blaze came out with a different attitude and after getting a bit of a rollicking uh, from their coach on Saturday night. Yeah,
2: and I thought we kind of came out a
4: little bit slow on Sunday as well. So, um, you know, definitely things we'll look over and
3: um, you know, not really be able to afford uh, that many mistakes with Cardiff, so we're going to clean it up. Everybody watching on YouTube, the uh, the camera is being held by me. It's not a standstill camera, the wind is blowing pretty hard here in Belfast. It does look tropical, but it's not. Um, the Cardiff Devils this weekend. Uh, we've had some real battles against them this year so far. Um, not some even just two weeks ago, we're leaving here 1-0 and then we're back to Cardiff the following weekend. And uh, they come out on top. But it's two big games and two big performances needed.
4: Yeah, for sure. And um, I think, you know, we've got... All the games we played versus them, you know, the home ice has been defended. So uh, we have two of them here at home, and
2: um, we're definitely looking to defend our ice. Come on, JJ, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was a bit blowy out there. It was puffed out after that bit. was. <laughs> a <laughs> but... blustery SSC, area, but thanks very much to Longer Hookie.
0: Clutch performance, says well done. That's it. Is what it is. The, um, I was going to say
3: I got blown away, but who's going to believe that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to
1: happen. No, no, no. Uh, right, let's move on, gents, to so the fan agenda brought to you by our good friends at Belfast Giants TV. And we're joined this week by a man who got another shutout, cost, another shutout at the weekend, which downgraded Daniel Neal's birthday present this year by another £10. <laughs> it's uh, Please welcome Tyler on how are you doing, mate? Turn your phone side. Sorry,
4: Sorry, Joel.
0: I can't even look at him. <laughs> 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 it's, it's not
1: Julie. If the
2: hello, my friend. It's <laughs> and it's, and, it's, and it's, it's not even Joel. There's there's another. I think there's another two people on for a tenner as well. So it's listen, like, every I'm show alar- is thirty quid. It's great. I'm a
0: lard man, right? I'm tight. I did my homework whenever this came up. I was like, right, let's look back at the championship season. How many goose eggs did Besco get that whole season? And it was eight. It was eight the entire season. We're sitting mm-hmm. here mid January and you're already on seven. Come on, man. I've got a cat to feed. You're killing me. <laughs>
4: Half, halfway through the season. truth got, got is right there. I gotta keep going. Here. Well, here well, well.
0: Keep it up, mate. I'm obviously joking.
1: What was your assessment of the weekend then, Besco?
4: Uh, I thought it was a great weekend. Um, you know, I think we dominated Saturday. Was it Saturday? Did we played Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. Saturday Saturday. Sunday. Anyway, yeah, the first game we played Coventry. I thought we dominated them. Uh, you know, I think we took their will away early, and then uh, obviously they came back with a little bit of revenge on Sunday, and uh, you know showed that they were the team that we thought they were on on Saturday. And so, uh, you know, we may have let off the gas a little bit and and gave them an opportunity to stay in the game a little too long and. Um, it was a little bit of a, t- a tighter game than we uh, we wanted it to be.
1: A bit of an iffy road swing last weekend. Obviously, the guys trying to get back into the swing of things, and uh, definitely did that, especially with that six-one win on Saturday.
4: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think we exploded there. It's we we uh, lacking a bit of scoring lately, and so I think uh, I think that six-one game uh, really gave the guys a bit of confidence, and, and uh, you know, being able to put the puck in on that six times definitely helps.
2: We've got obviously Cardiff coming up this weekend. Besco and the four games we've had them so far have been Besco v Caruth. Uh, there's been nothing between the goal Man up Caruth, I think, is that man in the four games, and I've been at the three games in Cardiff. And I think I said last week in the show, seven of the nine periods we've probably you know tied the game and, and probably deserved a lot more. How important is it this weekend to sort of split the season with the Devils?
4: Yeah, it's very important. I think uh, looking for looking ahead of the season at the beginning of the year. Uh, our, our goal is to, you know, split these, these series against the Cardiffs and, and, uh, you know, Sheffields, if, if not go a game above 500 and, and so, uh, for us to be able to do that, obviously we have to split this weekend and it's not going to be an easy task by any means. Uh, you know, every game so far has been a close one and, uh, they, they probably feel like they got robbed a little bit the last time they were here. And so, uh, you know, they're going to come, uh, guns blazing.
2: Hi, right. no sorry, sorry, Says hi. When you look back at the three games we've played in Cardiff, you know, a bounce here or there, they can feel a bit aggrieved about not coming away with something from Belfast. But surely we we should feel equally aggrieved. Probably the first two games more so than the last <clears throat> weekend or the weekend before last.
4: Yeah, uh, I, I feel like we <laughs> we deserve the two wins, the first two games that we played there uh you know we we outplayed them we i felt like we dominated them for you know 55 minutes of of both of those games and so uh to come out with no points in cardiff is is tough but uh you know it's that's just kind of the way it works and you know they they probably feel the same way about coming to us and so we we have to make sure that we we really close the door on them and and not give them a chance to to feel like they they deserve the two points and and really close it off
3: basco how much um, did the backside of uh, that guy in front of you, when that goal was disallowed, actually make contact? <laughs>
4: it, it did. Um, no, you know what? It, it's a tough call. Like I, I was. I talked to. Uh, I talked to Dalts afterwards as well, and he he kind of said, you know. Uh I gotten shit for that one from the league, this and that. But we'll bleep that right, out, Mip.
3: That's okay. Now it <laughs> won't. <laughs> uh
4: but no, that's it, Dalton though, so I mean it's not me. That's not coming from me. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's a proxy qu- swear. That's a, that's a quote. That's, a quote. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But no, it's you know, it's one of those one of those plays where I've had you know, I've had more contact than that, and and there's been goals that have been allowed, and I've had less contact, and, and goals have been disallowed. And so, you know, it's it's definitely a, a tough place to be in, a tough call to make as a ref. And uh, you know, I'm I'm glad I'm not the one who has to make it. But uh, you know, if if the puck hadn't gone in, you know, through through my arm on the blocker side where he had made contact with, you know, pulling my stick across along with my arm, I probably wouldn't have made as big of a deal of it. But uh, just the fact that that's where the puck went in, you know, I, I felt like I didn't have a chance to make that save. And I, I also felt like I was in the crease and, and you know, I wasn't out of the crease at all.
3: I just want to touch on your assistant coach role um, and how you're finding it, obviously combining that with with um, with your child-minding duties, uh, with your, um, your goaltending duties and everything else that you're doing as well. I mean, uh, there's a lot to take on and I know that Adam would give you a wee bit of responsibility on a practice there not so long ago as well.
4: Yeah, I've, uh, you know, I, I kind of have, well, given my say on stuff with practice and, and uh, what I see in games and stuff. And uh, he's starting to give me a little more responsibility now. You know, we've, we've chatted and I've told him that, you know, this is something that I, I'm going to consider in the future. And so, uh, you know, he's starting to give me a little bit more responsibilities. For example, and I'm doing, you know, face offs this weekend with Cardiff. And so, uh, cutting video on that and, and just to get a feel for it and, and, uh, you know, be able to, 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 if I ever do decide to go into coaching, be confident that I, you know, I, I can step into a role like that and, and, you know, know what I'm doing at that time. Right. So, um, it, it's, it has been a little slow to begin the year. Um, you know, obviously stopping the puck is, is my, my primary job. Right. And so, uh, I, I would probably say that I got off to a slow start and, in Kind of worked my way up around November, December a little better, and so um, you know he gave me the time to really get into get into a groove. And now I think that I'm I'm rolling a little more here. He's he's com- more comfortable giving me a bit more responsibility.
0: Um, if anybody has had the privilege of standing beside besco you may notice that he's a big tall boy uh, uh probably the tallest goalie that that i've met definitely in, in the elite league are or, or close to it anyway um do, ha, throughout your career besco have you seen that as as an advantage obviously you know you're, you're you've got that body in terms of shutting off areas in the goal but also is it a disadvantage in that you obviously got to work harder in terms of getting up and getting down and leg movement and whatever else just because those things are longer than most goalies in in the league like how do you how do you view that and um, and and as a sort of side question to that what does the sort of mobility regimen of a goaltender look like you must have to do so much work in order to to keep all of those joints flexible and healthy
4: yeah um a lot of stretching obviously i'll start with the second part but yeah a lot of a lot of stretching uh you know obviously the the, the hips and knees and and joints and whatnot <laughs> take a bit of a beating and so uh, you know, you got to do the little things and, and really taking care of the body. Like I take uh, glucosamine pills, you know, just to to take care of the joints and stuff. And so um
0: will start with to
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> me too. <laughs>
4: but but uh, no, I, I've I've actually found that uh, there's and I'm, I'm there might be a science to it or not, but I feel like there's there's a, a happy medium in goaltending where there is such thing as being too tall uh creates more holes in the body when when pucks are coming and Mm -hmm. um you know i'm i'm i feel like i'm borderline too tall to be a goaltender obviously you know it helps getting hit by pucks a little more and and whatnot but um no i i I do find that around that you know six two six six one six two six three ranges is uh when i see goalies of that that stature that size i i find that there aren't as many pucks going through them or they're you know, they they might not be able to reach as far to make saves as I, I could with my long legs or long arms. But you know, the 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 shots that might go through me might not go through someone else just because yeah. of, you know there's less holes.
1: Mother law him to stay for Christmas and got stuck. <laughs> How was that?
0: She did. Well, I went. I went consider Powerful.
4: getting stuck. You know, she's she was here with me. She was here with the grandson. <laughs> <laughs> She getting stuck. Where else would you rather be?
0: She uh, She also took in Lauren Glintorin at the Oval, which was our real uh, education for her.
4: <laughs> yeah, she, uh, she... I don't think she was ready for that. By
1: any means. Yeah, and Neither was over, I, to be fair. Came, came, over, came over to Manchester, had the pleasure of standing next to her during the game in Manchester, and that was a good laugh. It was good to see her. Good to have her back over. The... Nice um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a few out the the, the Twitter. Um, Alan Brett asking, do you think if hadn't been for COVID, you would have remained at home rather than come back into the game, come over here?
4: Uh, probably not. Probably the opposite, if anything. Um, I probably would have gone back to play hockey last year as opposed to to shut her down for a couple of months and, um, you know, become a car salesman. Yeah. <laughs> but that, uh, the, no cause, yeah was there a dis- I, the real just real disruption like there yeah i feel like there'd be there would have been a little few, a little more jobs a little more comfortability leaving again and, and coming overseas or whatever it may have been um but yeah no it's probably the opposite thing uh
1: mcdevaney um does the tandem between you and Wiss have you guys more competitive as to who's going to get the ice time
4: um not necessarily i think we push each other Uh, you know wiss has been playing pro hockey long enough now where uh you know he's he helps me out as much as i i try to help him out i think right so um it's a little different not having a goalie coach here and and stuff and so uh we we kind of try to help each other along with dicko i mean we we try to help him out as much as we can you know uh where, where we can but Sometimes Dicko doesn't let too many people in, so it's a little tougher. But no, I, the the relationship between me and me and Wis is great. Um, as as far as ice time, I mean, that's it's kind of out of our control. It's you know, it's it's key for his call, and so. But he, I think he sees well, he yeah, he he obviously sees it and, and whatnot, and you know, talks to us and, and tough when when a guy's on a roll, I guess, right.
2: Can I jump in there just to, to, to come back on the deco? We talked about deco a little bit earlier in the show there about, <laughs> um, you know, Coop scored a hat-trick last weekend and a little bit of an assist to Dicko for staying on the ice extra time with him to, just to let him fire shots at him. And you can't talk about deco and nobody can talk about deco without the biggest smile coming across their face. And, you know, eleven eleven 11 plus years at the club now, maybe 30, 40 games. But that guy is a, as much a servant as anyone that has those those banners hung on on the bridge.
4: Absolutely, uh, he's he's a huge key to this team. Uh, whether it's staying on the ice late with guys, I, I think today he hopped on the ice with uh, with Kel, and I think that was it. So there's only, uh, two, of he,
3: them. only two of them.
4: Yeah, he, he noticed, but he was doing his workout, and he asked if anybody was going on the ice. And I don't think he was ready to go out. And then Kel said he was going on, so he said, "Okay, I'm I'm ready to go." So he threw on the gear and went out. But you know, I think that's just the type of guy he is. He just loves getting hit by pucks and and getting mad at himself. I think so. It's
2: uh, <laughs> it, no, he's
4: he's a great guy to have, especially in the room. You know, a uh, great glue guy. Uh, if ever you're looking to have a little fun, you know, you can always go to Dicko. So.
3: I want to touch on me Austin um, and your obviously the way things are going as a dad and playing hockey now. And I know obviously you've got him here and you 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 love spending the time with him. Um, and it's you know what I'm sure Patty and Debbie with the girls that they have, you know they they would like to spend more about Davey's. There, all day long, like, but and Patty's out working all day long. But it's, I don't want to say you don't do anything, Davey, but um, spend what, all day doing like What's it like being a hockey playing dad? Um, and obviously having them around for, uh, because again, you've been away, um, you know, playing overseas when, when Sarah hasn't been with you, um, and that must be tough for you as well.
4: It's, it's definitely different. It's a different feel to the, you know, to the season and to the hockey, um, you know, the game itself, just. You know finishing up and and realizing that there's there are bigger things in life than than hockey obviously i'm not i'm not you know saying that hockey's not big it's it's a massive part of my life but you know you you win or lose you're you're always able to come home and and play with your my son and him having a big smile on his face and not realizing what's going on in the world right so uh yeah i think it just it, it opens up the the you know my perspective on I guess life a little more, and, and realizing that there there are bigger things in life.
3: And is he going to be a player, or is he going to be a hockey? As a goalie, sorry. Uh,
4: I don't know. He, you know what? He's. he's I've seen uh, him
3: hitting that hitting those weak golf balls about in the house, like and you know, a I think he's going sure. to be more of a player.
4: He's, he's definitely going to be a golfer, but he's uh, he's not a fan of the mask, believe it or not, not yet. Not yet. Every time I think he came down to the the boards there during warmups last game, and I went to say hi to him, and he was not a fan. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess probably a player right now. If I were if I were to a bet man, which I am, so uh, I am going to go ahead and say he's going to be a player.
3: And just to finish up, when we were when I was growing picking Jasmine up one night after you guys were um you were uh, when Len was over as well um when austin was hitting with his, the the golf balls about are you trying to get him to come a righty or a lefty <laughs> De-
4: definitely a righty i think it's uh <laughs> that's a stat that i think it's easier to make it as a righty but uh I, yeah, I, right now it's not looking good I think he's going to be a lefty uh
0: i think boys it's time to address the elephant uh, on twitter this season i don't know if you've noticed but uh Aaron, uh, let's call him Aaron K formerly of this parish oh. and, uh, and our good friend Jacko Gaz as well have taken to uh, testing the hockey gods pretty much every game night um, Aaron's question is does someone saying shutout immediately cause you to concede a goal especially if it's Jacko uh, What? where do you stand on hockey superstitions Besko where do you stand on I, I can't bring myself to say the S word on a game day um, is it something that, that you sort of grow up with and, and just adopt or, or where do you stand on that
4: yeah I'm not I wouldn't say I'm superstitious I'm more a little stitious know Good line. That, that kind of stuff doesn't really bother me you know it's I know people joke around about it but i uh I, I may have thought about it a little more but um there was actually a game in, the, in when I was in the East Coast my first year I was playing against an old teammate and i was skating by the bench i had a shutout going at the time and i was skating by the bench and he was just kept yelling shutout shutout shutout, shutout. <laughs> and i was just skating back to the net and so i ended up getting a shutout that game and ever since then i kind of stopped stopped believing in the whole the, the not saying the shutout word on on a game day
0: which means Aaron and Jacko and I green light for the rest of the season, and everybody's green light. i tortured on Twitter uh, as, yeah. as a sort of a semi follow up to that. Uh, it's something that I, I touched on uh, in a, in a previous show recently. Um, just the, the the manner in which you play the game. You know, you, you're obviously someone who works extremely hard, uh, and and you know, for my money, the best goalie in the league. But the, there's the, the thing that sets you apart is just how. Uh, calm, how casual, how much you seem to actually enjoy yourself out there. You know, uh, you know, you would see the all time kind of singing, whistling, talking to the boys, shouting back to the bench, whatever. Uh, is that a really important part of your game? Just always playing nice and loose and, and making sure that you, that you enjoy the game. And do you ever get wound up?
4: Um, I do get wound up. Uh, I couldn't tell you at what, it just happens, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, you know what? I enjoy the game. I enjoy having fun. And uh, I think the guys in the room and on the bench, they, they really feel that from me. Uh, They, they feel my calm demeanor as well. And and so uh, I think that just helps in the end. So there's, when, when you have someone who's wound up and, you know, who's, who's losing their temper and who's yelling at his teammates and stuff, I, I don't think you get anywhere with that. I think you just, you just cause more, you know, more uh, animosity in the room. And so uh, just, I think just being cool, calm and collected and and just having fun with it, I think it it gives the rest of the team a little bit more of a a calming
0: demeanor. Something that that, uh, Adam Keefe actually touched on. Oh, there's your babysitter look. (laughs) (laughs) For those watching on YouTube. Hi, Jazz. Uh, Something that Adam touched on recently as well, you know, just in in terms of kind of his development as a coach and and how he's learned that that keeping that cool head on the bench means that it disseminates through the bench and through the boys as well. It's probably the same sort of ethos. Um, As we await Paddy's return, he's off uh, experiencing the technical glitch. I'll I'll grab a couple more off Twitter if you don't mind, gents. Um, Tommy Brown, uh, do you have a favorite Timbit? Oh, it's a great question. Now we're getting to the real stuff.
4: Favorite Timbit? Oof. Um,
0: Commit here now. Don't sit on the fence.
4: That, you know what? I don't know if they have them here, but the little honey cruller ones are really good. I don't have uh, them. no. Don't have them. Uh, um,
3: do, you
2: remember, do you remember our visit to Tim Hortons at Christmas Simon where the boy nearly got pulled through the window? He did. He got
0: pulled through the window. He was an a prick. Paddy, it went south. You went away and it went south. I'm not even.
2: <laughs> I'm not. Even, I'm not even joking, Joel. I had the talk. Says i to put in this guy out through the drive-through window. and just let's just go to Starbucks, man. Let's just drive on, man. Drive on. Well, yeah, back me up here. He was an ignorant boy. The guy was take take the stuff for free and says I wouldn't even take it off you for free. You're lucky you're not out through that window yet. <laughs> <laughs> Would, yeah.
3: Wouldn't
4: take your cash or what?
3: No, he was he was going to take a cash. He he took the order, <laughs> but then he says he didn't have something. And I and your your said,
2: milky hot chocolate.
3: I whatever it was. Um, and I wasn't happy, of course. You know, it's Christmas, it was cold. Um,
0: and uh yeah, the better they said about that, the better. Thanks to Tim Hortons for their support all season long. And uh, one more one more Sponsor. from Twitter, <laughs> one more from Twitter before we hand back to Patty. Uh normally it's it's one of the the real uh cliche questions. You know, what do you like about Belfast? What's your favorite thing about the city? Peter Mackenzie says one thing you would change about living in Belfast, and we're not gonna get offended, feel free. Don't say the weather. Don't, wow. <laughs> the weather. It's so easy. It's so easy. <laughs> um, All right, you, you take the easy road. Okay, I'll take it And <laughs> Paddy, welcome back.
1: Thank you. Now, what we normally do at this point is to say thank you, Tyler, and we let you go, but we're going to put you through the same rigmarole that we did to Tyler soy just uh, about oh, yes. a month ago, and we're going to bring it to the Player of the Month nominations brought to you by our good friends at... Phone a cab, um, and this week we put sorry this month we put it out to you to give us your nominations of who you think should be player of the month, and these are the players who you have nominated to put up to the public vote. Ben Lake, number nine for Belfast Giants, number twenty three, Griffin Reinhardt, number twenty six, Mark Cooper. Guess who the next one is? Guess <laughs> number thirty four, Tyler Beskarowani uh i'll start with you david who's your who is your uh who's your choice oh,
2: paddy title? this this is an incredibly i'm just doing a wee sum here too two, two, live stats two, live two, stats 25 are 25 happening 95.67 <laughs> um so i'll just uh, yes so look like, yes i'll throw a few stats at them all because uh, you know analytics is, is fabulous in hockey ben lake 8 plus 13 two game winning goals plus 14 over the month and an exceptional month by anybody's standards Coupes, um 5 plus 12, 17 points, plus 8. Again, defensively, they really, really shine. Griffin Reinhardt, 9, 1 plus 8, plus 13 on the back end, and then you come on to Besko, obviously. 254 shots against him, saved 243. Of him. Exceptional, 95.67 across a month. Right. A couple of shutouts. Just, like, you could you could literally put those four names in a hat and pull one out, and every single one of them would be you know, a worthy recipient of a Player of the Month award. It's a really, really tough, tough, tough call. Don't know, Patty, I'm gonna to have to think about it. He didn't
1: answer. I was gonna leave, leave it to you. To it <laughs> to you. <laughs> he didn't answer his question. Yeah. Okay, he's right. On. He's on, right. Go. Just say Tyler best and we'll move on to says. I've
2: give you. I've gave you the numbers. I'll come back at the end with my my no, you my tally my, <laughs> my you, <laughs> no, it, you, you answer
0: your question.
2: <laughs> Who's my player of the month?
0: He's, he's about is. to put you out through that window. <laughs>
2: it's well. It's you know. It's one of those says. Um, I get off the fence. Again. Well well, Tyler Beskarwana, you know, um, <laughs> forwards, you know, goalies goalies win championships, forwards decide by how much, you know. So the great the great me, thing
1: about this, David, is the quiet of the of the polling
2: booth. You can say whatever you want, but you know, whatever you click is what you click. <laughs> well, look, I have got a one hundred percent record, Simon. You still owe me a bagel from last month, so uh, you know. You'll I'll get, your get
3: bagel on. And it'll hit you in the back of the head but anymore. You're not Simon yeah,
2: Kitchen,
1: yeah, yeah. who 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 are you voting
3: for? Griffin Reinhardt. Oh. I think he's been absolutely brilliant this month. It was it one of nine, David? You said
2: one plus yet, but plus thirteen as well, you know. So
3: biggest biggest yeah. part of that. Four minutes and penalties all season long. And he plays 26, 27 minutes. Yeah, a minute. loads, big it's minutes. Absolutely ridiculous minutes, yeah. how good he is. Um, and I think he's been absolutely again, David touched on Basco's had a brilliant month. Uh Koops has had a brilliant month and As has Laker. And you know what? There's probably another couple of guys there you could have threw into the Pot as well. Oh uh, Cons.
2: Cons has had another. Cons again. There. But I you it's know, Griff month.
3: as a as a defenseman, I think Griff's been absolutely outstanding.
1: Joe.
0: I said it last month, Patty. If you think I'm gonna sit here. And say, <laughs> and say Tyler Beskowani, just because he's on the show because he's looking me in the whites of my eyes. If you think I'm going to do that, you'd be absolutely correct. Tyler Beskowani <laughs> for my player of the month. The problem with Besco is that the standard is so high so consistently, not to blow smoke on the man, but this the standard is always so high that you're always going to be there or thereabouts for a player of the month shout. which actually means that you then may miss out because people go, Al Besko's good anyway. It's not fair. Uh, I'm, I'm I asked him that
3: question boy. last month. When he said about who was you 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 did you tell me who you voted for last month?
4: No, I didn't Besko. No,
3: right. you, I I think when you you asked me the question, what is it? What player of the month? I said, AVFTB. and what was your reply? I
0: have no idea. Probably, probably,
3: I've already got a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, all right, I'd like to I'd like to That's my true. vote. You're right.
4: You're right. <laughs> I, I, I,
1: I will say that Tyler besker Ronnie is the only player in the history of this award to win it back to back.
0: Ah, oh, nice! That he's the Paddy. only one to
1: win it back to back, back to back months. Yeah, I'm I'm a
2: right Smith in saying, sure. Paddy, if he won it this month, he would be the first four time winner. He would be. I, yes,
0: come on, folks! You know what makes sense. Vote 34. <laughs> so,
2: so I'll, rather
1: rather than voting for yourself, Tyler, which you are more than uh, <laughs> able to do, who is you, who would your vote from the other three go to?
4: I would have to go Ben Lake um the the amount of stuff that he does to get the team going uh you you know whether it's getting to the net or going through a body or uh smart changes or killing penalties you know he's he's uh he's really a game changer for us he has been this entire month and i i think i told that to to keefer this past week actually uh, how much of a, a game changer he actually is and and how he's able to get the momentum for us every shift that he's on the ice and so uh yeah i'd have to go ben lake on that one
0: come on smith
1: come on smith well you want me to move things along
4: no no no
0: no. What, what's your shape <laughs> what's your shape man let's go
1: um well you know uh, i could go down the davy route they're all really good contenders there and uh they're all good you know, every every single one of them worth the award um i'm actually Sorry, Besko, I'm actually going with says on, on Griffin Reinhardt. I think he's been absolutely outstanding. I think you know, the, the standard that we've seen for all season long has been superb, and I thought this season. He's effortless on the ice. He's absolutely effortless on the ice. That big stride, the control, the actual his yeah, positioning is outstanding. I, the, I just, the hockey I,
4: IQ. He's, he's just oh, you know, he, above, above and beyond everybody else, and he, he just understands the game so well that – he, he doesn't have to work as hard as other people do just because he, he's always in the right position. He's always, you know, he's, he, he just doesn't have to work hard yeah so, that's
1: that's really interesting hearing from you because like for us there's a or for myself is just you know the man in the stands you know you we, we see what we see and you can tell that, that you can tell that the guys who are just that little bit of a cut above and have that uh, hockey uh, intelligence but for you guys you know you for you you're watching it for, from between the pipes and you're seeing it i'm sure the other guys are seeing it i've found them to be an absolute joy to watch the, all season long so for that reason i'd be uh i'd probably be casting my vote for uh for um Griffin Reinhardt. Um, on that, the 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 polling will open on Wednesday morning It will go on till Friday night, uh, and we will hopefully be passing the award on to one of these four gentlemen after one of the games against the Cardiff Devils this weekend. Um, Tyler, listen, thank you very much. We put you on the yep. spot there, but we quite enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> thanks for thanks very much as always for for for, for joining us and um, good luck this weekend.
4: Not a problem, always a pleasure, Faz. Cheers, okay. cheers, right.
1: cheers, Cheers Besco. Cheers, care. Right. Big thanks to Tyler Besker, and I always go crack. Always good top not oh, <laughs> top lad to have on, top lad to have on. And yes, we say the big thanks to Funny cab for sponsoring the award, the player of the month award. we can vote for it all week long. Uh, and the uh the polling will close on Friday night and the uh, award will be given out on Saturday. Time for the news, Mr. New. Uh,
0: Yes, uh, I was just going to say at, at the end of Besco there, uh, it's one of his classic commentary lines used to call Jim Vandermeer a Rolls-Royce. And uh, there was a, a, a play where Griff was on the back check down towards the uh, East End on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. And I could uh, just look like Jim Vandermeer, that hockey IQ, the positional awareness and just how effortless he looks on his feet. Um, so there is a big shout for Griffin Reinhardt for Player of the Month. He's uh, He's, he's if you, been unreal. If,
3: if you, I know exactly what play you're talking about because... <laughs> The guy he was skating against was Marsh. His feet were going 10 to the dozen. <laughs> yeah. Right yeah. Made the left, him left three corner. Three strides through centre ice. <laughs> took a goal, took him. Uh,
2: there, there's another one, and I think it might be Coop's hat trick goal, where he kind of tries to cut out in front play. of the base goal, kind of mishandles the puck, uses his big long race to go round the other side of the player and then goes full length of the ice, round behind the, the net. There's a bit of a breakdown in the play, and it comes scooting across the ice, and he's just in the perfect position to keep the play alive. He said, and Coop's hat-trick goal doesn't happen without Griffin Reinhardt, it's absolutely, he is he's a pleasure, we, we've been very very blessed with, in the last let's just even say 10 years with the likes of Alfie and Vandy and Reinhardt and says, For
3: you. remember we did the um the all-time best team uh, best line, sorry and it was Jim Vandermeer wasn't it Sandy the other one? Sandy Sand Rock. Um, would he get in between them two?
2: Griffin Reinhardt?
3: Yeah.
2: That's a no big question. Not currently. You, a you only got two, you've only got two spaces. I don't think well. well no, we you you've only got one court.
1: space. Nobody's right
3: taking who? over
2: Jumbo. Well, you think Jumbo's... it's the best ever? Oh, sorry, I would have went the other way. I think the the, the, the player who would have been the brilliant. From don't get me wrong. Then... Sandy's brilliant let's, player. Let's let's reprise that starting six, maybe in the summer or something we'll because it that's that. yeah yeah that's how yeah. I'm gonna say, right? Julie, sorry,
0: uh, to- totally sent us down the rabbit hole there, boys. Sorry, uh, this past <laughs> week in the Premier Sports Elite Ice Hockey League, the Sheffield Steelers needed overtime to defeat the Glasgow Clan last Wednesday, and um, but Justin Hodgman secured the extra point for the Orange Men. After just 42 <laughs> seconds, uh, Evan Bloodhoff scored the only goal of the shootout as the Coventry Blaze edged the Guilford Flames 4-3 in an end-to-end battle at the Skydome on Friday night. Meanwhile, the Cardiff Devils celebrated the return of fans to Ice Arena Wales, with a 4-0 shutout win over the Flyers. On Saturday, it was Sheffield's turn to defeat the Flyers, unfortunately for the Flyers, winning 3-1 at home. Uh, Full-capacity crowds also returned in Scotland, but celebrations were somewhat muted as the Glasgow clan fell 2-1 to Guildford N O T. And in Dundee, uh, one of the one of the results in one of the games of the weekend, the Manchester Storm broke a seven-game losing streak in spectacular fashion, coming back from 3-0 down to take a 4-3 win uh, in the shutout over... Uh, Omar Pasha and Kay Burley's men. Uh, Cardiff's homestand continued with a 5-1 win over the Nottingham Panthers, and your Belfast Giants began their weekend with a 6-1 thrashing of the Coventry blaze. And on Sunday, the Panthers bounced back at home, downing the Stars by five goals to two. The Manchester Storm made it a four-point weekend with a 6-1 win over the Clan at the Drizzle Dome. Despite going two goals up early on and getting all of our hopes up, the Fife Flyers were beaten 6-2 by the Steelers at home. And finally, on Sunday, your Belfast Giants shut out the blaze at 3-0 to clinch the four-point weekend with the blaze playing their third and three um and paddy do you have the standings handy i do have the standings handy
1: take uh, a look i say handy give me a second
0: <laughs> <laughs> filibuster filibuster
1: yeah it said uh go
0: Oh, nice. Well played. Nobody will even have noticed that seamless transition. Yes.
1: Perfect.
0: The Steelers hold on to the top spot with 47 points from 28 games played. Cardiff set two points behind on 45 with three more games played ahead of your Belfast Giants on 42 points with the same games played as Sheffield do keep up. And of course, Belfast and Cardiff meet this weekend in that massive double header at the SSE. So it remains uh, somewhat of a three horse race at the moment as Nottingham sit fourth, trailing the Giants by 13 points. Um, uh, with 29 and the same number of games played. Uh, Guilford hold on to the middle of the table with 26 from 29 played. The Glasgow clan and Manchester Storm are tied in sixth and seventh, with Glasgow only having played 25 to the Storm's 29. The Coventry Blaze are holding on to a playoff spot for now with 22 points from 24. They've played the least games so far, which is interesting. You'd have thought it was maybe the Glasgow clan. Um, and the Dundee Stars also on 22 points, but have played two more games. And sadly for the five flyers, they remain rooted to the bottom of the table with only six regulation wins this season and 13 points from 28 games played. Um, and if we take a little bit of uh, a look at your news for the week, uh, boys, I'm delighted. I'm delighted. They're back. They're, they're the longest Christmas holiday in Northern Ireland uh, in the UK, excuse me, has finally come to an end and the uh, Dops have returned. Uh, on Friday night in Cardiff, uh, Devils defenseman Mark Lewis was assessed a major and game misconduct penalty for an illegal check to the head and has since been fined and suspended for two games. Um, I We probably don't know the video. Did anybody see this? Video.
1: Yeah, easy call,
0: two games. Yeah, it's a pretty horrible hit. Uh, Fife's Michael McNicholas plays the puck off the sidewall in the offensive zone. Lewis drops his left shoulder and makes a, a hit where the principal coin contact- point of contact, excuse me, is the side of the head. There's a real sort of danger there, you know, in terms of concussion, it's just the violence with which the side of the head hit like that can come in on. Uh, Dops said that while McNicholas is eligible to be hit on this play, the onus is on Lewis to do so in a manner that ensures the primary point of contact and force goes through the core. And um, It's important to note that this head contact is avoidable. There's no sudden change of movement uh, or change in head or body position. Dops also notes that Lewis is a repeat offender, having already been fined and suspended this season, and I took a look, it was a one game for boarding back in November. Uh, really, the main story this week uh, broke this morning online and there has been an awful lot of conversation online on, on social media about this uh following agreement between all 10 eihl teams it's been decided to extend the 21-22 premier sports elite league season by one week to allow for all postponed games to be played and completed meaning the season now ends on the, the weekend of the 16th 17th of april with the playoff finals weekend moved to 30th of april to the 1st of may and um, We'll, we'll have a chat about this if you don't mind, boys, but just some, some detail from, from the story. Some 30 games were postponed from mid-December onwards with nine of the 10 teams during EIHL's COVID-19 protocol. Uh, league chairman Tony Smith said, the league title and qualifying for the playoffs have always been the most exciting part of our season, so we wanted to ensure that we had the fairest way of poss- possible of deciding those. As 10 teams, we agreed it's only right to ensure that each team plays a full 54-game season in order to determine final league and playoff places. Adding an extra week onto the season ensures we can play all games, give us an extra space, to rearrange fixtures without teams needing to play even heavier schedules um so there are two outstanding games between manchester and sheffield still to be confirmed everything else is set the belfast giants themselves have had four home games rescheduled with the addition of a new away date to dundee on the 11th of february as you mentioned earlier in the show making that scottish double header a scottish triple header what's the consensus uh, around the horn boys is this a good move
1: I, first of all, I'd like to say that the addition of an additional Dundee game made me howl with laughter because <laughs> yeah, like the one team that we all. don't need to play an additional game when people think, what, another Dundee game? <laughs> I, I, all in all, I, I, I've had a bit of a – I've had a, you know, a discussion with this. I've had a few NIHL – people come at me as well saying you know this is brings the playoffs in line with their weekend in coventry and how blah 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 blah, blah and how they're annoyed at that the, the crossover between the amount of fans that might potentially go to both is pretty small and the fact that two-way players will probably play for their nihl teams in that playoffs rather than playing the elite league because you know it's a it, it, we would see, I would expect them to be, be in Coventry rather than be in Nottingham that weekend. From the league's point of view, it's a no-brainer. the the contingency is there to do it. They have to do it. I'd rather, I'd much rather do it than have the, some sort of convoluted percentage decision on a league title or this, that, and the other. Player welfare is a factor here, and trying to you appreciate know, the games rather than to have like like we have we, where we got we were talking there four games and four games in five days. If some teams may have to do that more often, if you try to condense or try to force those games into that short period of time. Um, and But from a personal point of view, it'll be the first time I'll have not attended playoffs since 2003, and that makes me sad. But I've got, I've got other things um, already planned for that weekend, unfortunately. But that's just the way life is. It's the right decision from the league who this season, given the flux that has happened, that was flux right. that has happened this season with, with the fixture list, they've had to deal with a lot. And personally, they come in for a lot of grief. But personally, I think they've dealt with it very, very well. This is a decision that had to be made, and I think they've done it well.
2: Davy yeah, says. It's almost like Paddy said it. It's, it's it's pretty much no-brainer because 12 and a half weeks to that, that May Day weekend, you, you've just had the table up there. Coventry have 30 games. There's teams that have a, a Challenge Cup semi-final. One of those teams will have a, a... Well, two of those teams will have a final to play. Playoff... Quarterfinal weekend, and then two games in the weekend. You know, teams 30 to 35 games still to play for some teams in 12 weeks. is still some amount of hockey to be played. So, you know, player player safety, player welfare has to be considered. And if it means knocking it back a weekend, the May Day weekend, well, man, so be it. It, 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 it does, I suppose, factor in a lot of British players will have a truncated time before they go to GB for the Worlds as well. So that does fa- have to be factored in. But they get day, them on the Monday so off, the meet up on the Tuesday. Nice like, so, so, no,
3: no, I mean, I, I, first the, the, of all, I just want to touch on what something like Polly said. You know, he's not going to be there for the first time since 2003. There's going to be some happy people about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the amount of that's the amount that's he there's <laughs> the amount that he does in bunkers <laughs> is unbelievable. So, there's going to be one or two happy fans going, Happy days. I'm definitely going to the playoffs, however. Um, I think Patty pointed out very, very clearly, and I absolutely agree with everything he said. So, uh, yeah, every last point that he brought up, it's, it's all about the player safety and the player welfare. Um, but the league, I think, have made a really strong decision in this. And I know that there's some people who have already paid for flights and people have paid for accommodation, which hopefully they'll be able to switch around. Um, and you know what? It's a bank holiday weekend, which means the hotels are probably more, more expensive. Uh, but again, I, I think the league need commended on this. I think it's, they don't get everything right, as Paddy says, uh, but I think they've got, in uh, all fairness, I think they've got the majority of things right this season. I think they've, there's been a big improvement in the way decisions are being made. So, um, yeah, big pat on the back to uh, everybody involved.
1: Just on on some of that, some of the comments you've seen on social media and some of the uproar, and I totally understand. Like, I, you know, I live in Manchester. It's it, it's a train or a drive from here. You know, it's you know the the, the, the movement of a week. The reason I'm not going is because I have something else that weekend. But the movement of a week would not affect me a great deal. I would just move it out a week. For people coming from Belfast, that is a big deal. Their flights been yeah. booked. Their hotels been booked. They may or may not be able to change. And if they are able to change, and there is going to be no doubt an increased cost because it is a bank holiday weekend but but some of the people's reaction and some people's reaction have been like as if the league have done this on purpose like to be oh no the fire does ridiculous the league do not want to do this this is not what they wanted they wanted to have it as normal the weekend before the weekend that was planned it has to be this weekend for quite obvious reasons and it is unfortunate for the those people who are going to incur well you can incur increased costs if you choose to go. The tickets have not went on sale yet. You know, you, you could. if the tickets were on sale, I think there's a case to say, well, they shouldn't have sold tickets if it was going to move. The tickets haven't been on sale yet. So your decision is whether you go or you cancel. I think, you know, it's whether you move or you cancel. And if it's too expensive for you, that is just unfortunate. And I'm sorry for that. But I'm sure the league are sorry, sorry for that. But that's just the way life is at the minute things things are going to be moving about, and hopefully next season we have a more solid season.
3: yeah, I mean, probably you you, you flip that over regarding the expense of the teams as well. Mm-hmm. I know there's players who have already had when they when they basically fly in in late August, early September, health tracks basically but bit later this year, but when they fly in the start of September, they already have the return flight booked. So I would say there's probably a, quite a lot of teams have already had flights booked for that week. To fly back, so they're going to have them yeah. if they can't change that. Well, if they can change it, it's going to be a, another fee on top of that. Um, and it's, as I say, there's there's all these different things that come into it, but in my opinion, I think the league's made the correct decision. Um, and uh, you know, look forward to being in and end of uh, end of uh, April.
1: Gonna miss me, man, aren't you
0: gonna miss me? <laughs> the, I, I will
3: miss you because we always raise a wee glass to everybody you know. That's unfortunately, that's... people are no longer with us, so um but you know my, my head might be a little less fuzzy um on the on the on the saturday morning or the sunday morning which is great
0: so it's another avftp exclusive the 21 22 ehl playoffs are confirmed patrick smith free everybody enjoy that uh last thing to mention patty uh, your primary sports tv game of the week is this saturday as the nottingham hunters host the glasgow clan at 7 p.m nobody here cares because we're playing cardiff <laughs> but all the best with it
1: thanks very much joel for the news um Yes, we are playing Cardiff and just we got those two games Friday and Saturday, both at 7pm, both at the SSE Arena as Cardiff come in for their th- second and third fixture of the season here in or there in Belfast. Um, you can get, get yourself down to the SSE Arena on Friday or Saturday at 7pm and if you can't, Mr. Mr. Kitchen will be taking you through the games on Giants TV. Obviously, we don't, you know, I'm trying to sort of breeze past this because we don't normally talk about these games now. I try to, but these are quite big games, Davey.
2: They are. Look at the smile. We're, Look at the smile. He
0: knows what he's at.
2: We are um, <clears throat> one and three against the Devils this season. We Never need to make nothing. it three and three. It's as simple as that. Nothing else to say.
1: Simon, do we, the point was mentioned earlier on about how we knew it is sort of holding your home form.
3: It's just what he said.
1: Okay. Joel, <laughs> Joel do you have anything to add or I'm just going to read out the fixtures again and we're going to move on to any other business? I think the boys have made some great points there, Paddy okay thanks, lads. thanks lads. that's 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 the game another example of the fantastic professionalism you get from here on a view from the bridge those games Friday and Saturday 7 p.m against the Cardiff Devils uh SSE Arena you should be there and if you can't be there like I can't be there you'll be following with Simon on uh on Giants TV any other business boys I
3: have a couple gents if you're mainly jumping in um so it's been a difficult year, as we already know, um, and one of the things that uh, we, we haven't been able to organise from the official supporters club is the events that uh, played havoc with trying to get the, the players, and, uh, sorry, access to the players, um, but now we've finally done that. It was announced there about an hour ago uh, that we're going to have our first event, and uh, it's Adventure Golf. It's limited numbers. Um, it's members only, so if you're not a member of the OSC and you want to come along, unfortunately you can't uh, so it's uh, it's going to be sold out there's no doubt about that at all and then on the 20 sorry the 19th against the five flowers uh the osc are sponsoring the game um and we're going to take uh 70 of our members again to the game uh to sit in the new Heineken green room uh which is currently the west lounge so uh sorry previously the west lounge so uh thanks to heinegan for for all their support to put that together it looks absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're gonna be in there for the, the game on the nineteenth. And the last thing, um, for anybody that wanted to bid on the Pride shirts, uh, from the warm up that we wore on the on the Pride night, uh, you can do so on eBay. Uh, so you can go to eBay now. Um, I'm sure the link we've probably just checked out the chance, Twitter or Facebook. I went uh, and the links there somewhere, but I haven't got it to hand, unfortunately. Um, but I uh, go on, start your bidding it's open until Sunday at law. I think it's about four o'clock on sunday so uh if you want to get yourself a bit of janice memorabilia knock yourself out
1: jj's shirt is up to 255 quid off 20 oh, yeah. already What is that your bid? no it's not my bid. my my brother sent my brother sent me my brother jarleth sent me a message saying have you seen how much jj's shirts out of the minute i was like no so, Some bitten. of the prices he's not that, he, sorry go
0: on. Go yeah I was just gonna say some of the prices that, that you know giants jersey auctions reach are Eye watering, absolutely. And do you know what? If you have the cash and you have and you can spend it on that, it's going to you know a great cause. Obviously, it's it's a you know it's going to be a great cause, especially with it being the Pride jersey and and other times it goes to help the club or charities or whatever. But I can never get over some of the prices those jerseys reach.
1: What you should do is just do what David McGemsey does, keep an eye on who gets them and then offer
3: them a cheaper deal after they've bought it. <laughs> you, know you, you do. do you know what I've got? David, do you know what I've got, David? You always come up with these ideas and I have give me talk i'm back in a second okay
2: I'm a, well i'll I talk about the uh the rainer razor then while the guys are while, while he says his way doing whatever he's doing there www.justgiving.com okay. forward slash rainer razor if you want to throw a few quid in there or if you want to settle up whatever your current uh total is it's up to about 1500 quid at the minute i know different people are going to play pay different ways i've seen the jam and the shoulders are i'm already I've, getting excited I've, I've, it's oh, old and it's beautiful, David. It? Oh, <laughs> it's old and it's beautiful. It's colours, they are fine. Turn it round, turn it round. round. What's, what's the name? Oh, it's it blank. blank? Ooh, no, it's, oh, no. oh, oh.
1: it's Mark blank. Cavillan, 37, all signed. Right. Phil, 37, Phil 37, David, Harina, old
2: old I'm coming back.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's signed by the whole team. It's the first season shirt by Mark Cavillan.
2: Paddy's um, got a Cavie shirt, I'm sure. He's a way to get it here. So
3: um, I'm quite happy to throw that in for... Whatever we do, whether it's a raffle or you want to do a, a prize to put it all together to uh, to put it into the Rainer Razor um, for Brilliant. the end of the that's season hot. for action mental health, knock yourself out of it. Yeah. It's been uh, a up the stairs. And do you know what else? If he's away, I'll be back in a second.
2: <laughs> right, Joel, let's talk. So the Rainer Razor, forward slash Rainer Razor. And if you want to get involved, you just want to throw a few pine in that, that's great as well. But um, anything from you, Joel? I was
0: actually just going to say I, I I didn't get a chance to say it earlier, but uh, your uh, your breakdown was, was absolutely brilliant. It's something. Go that, ahead. Yeah, it's something that you you can hold on a set. Hold on a second, Smith. Uh, you, you left us alone. It's me and Davy's show now. Yeah. Um, just going to say, you know, uh, the casual hockey fan, right? Whenever you start coming to games, uh, you're drawn in by the action and the chaos. And, and to, to maybe the untrained eye, it does just seem like sort of players chasing chaos. See, whenever you get the opportunity to break something down like that, not only that uh, the, the Giants had noticed that Coventry had stacked on that far side, even right down to uh, Picanich taking off, turned on the Jets as soon as he sees the puck leave uh venus's hands uh the fact that uh, who takes that draw, Scott the draw? cons the fact that cons is obviously going to win that draw to push it forward because he knows that picks away to the races and that they've got that right flank completely clear i'm just saying for, for any of the casual fan who's getting into it and maybe you're listening to the show and maybe it's your first couple of seasons or whatever else and it's a process i'm still very much going through and I, that's why i really enjoy these kinds of breakdowns but scratch the surface of hockey as a sport and the appreciation that you find for it beyond the initial excitement of going to a Giants game, the appreciation you find for just understanding what, what's happening whenever moments like that happen, um, it just it makes it just one of the best games in the world. Um, but, but that's why I really, really appreciated that earlier. I thought it was great. Patrick Smith.
2: Well, he's got that's a similar on. one. How did you do that? How did you do that? <laughs> oh, it's Wilkie. That's right. It's Wilkie. <laughs> Perfect.
1: Are, are, you, are you giving? Are
3: you giving it up? Or? There's I'm there's not, not many of these about. <laughs> no, this is a wooden stick, and I'll throw this in mm. as well, Davey. And this is from I was I'm, uh, I was told it's from the first game that we ever had at the Odyssey
4: hey,
3: against stick. the Irish Scottish Eagles. And I don't know if you can see that, but I'm not sure if it's going to be back to front. Um, oh, Lee, it's, 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 Kevin, Louis Kevin Real, Real. left-handed. Left-handed stick, Coho, twenty-two, sixty-five. So we'll put those. We'll get those up for some to raise money for the Action mental health. Oh, so here we go. What have we got now? We trump
2: playing. I, did, I know we were going to show and tell, boys. We're playing hockey top Trumps. I've got I have got. I have got here something. Who is he? Who is he? Who is he? for class, I love how you, the show just goes to absolute hell at the end now, and I'm really, really here for it. I love it. I have to thank Aaron Stewart for this because I've got Pax and Shanty shirt from the Love opening night. Shirt. Love Aaron Stewart. Love Aaron Just, just to go with, just to go with it. Okay. i open opening night. The first program. Pro, the first ever program. A ticket stub from the first game. Oh, that's oh.
0: class. Class. So, uh, come on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Are going to do this for a couple of minutes?
0: We're, oh, yeah, we're is. going to hours ours here. We should, we should uh, hit a point in the show where we can tell people it's okay to switch off now because they're just not going to miss anything and then we can just chat on. Uh, here we go.
1: Got like loads of programs here. Also Vipers programs.
2: Oh, man, I was in my room space the other day and I'm not joking when I say this. Whole sting I've, raise got, away. I've got a program so you couldn't lift the boxes off. 10, 12 years worth well, of everything. <laughs> this single is gone Home and away program. All right, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Belfast Giants,
1: <laughs> Belfast Giants versus London Racers. And in the corner, I love, doing, I love doing this. In the corner, it says, Guess Who's
0: Back?
1: Guess Who's Back? And it's Sean Behrens. Guess Who's Back? And who's, that? who's that? Who's that? Who's that young man? Oh,
0: is that a young Todd Kelman?
1: That's a young Todd Kelman. Look at that. Back from
0: whenever I liked them.
1: Look at that but I uh, do you know what? I'm I'm with I'm with David in this I love I love a bit of uh nostalgia going that's why I have that's all these sure. programs on my on my on my bookshelf <laughs> you know, that's funny, so yeah, let's, uh let's Sean's...
0: let's just let this run let's just keep going here. here we go
1: ahead. is it Sean Skihar? Oh oh, 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 This is
0: uh, fantastic for those oh, who listen to right. the audio podcast, by the way. This is great oh, content. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, if you're, just, if you're, if you're just I, listening, I, I recommend going to the podcast, sorry, going to the video in and around 1 hour 30. That's it. Yeah. good. Up up stop, Is the, 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 the Stevie Robinson signature or the, uh, the, the, the real one? No,
2: signed by Jason taff Oh, just even, even more valuable. Wouldn't that player sign shirts? What's it? Oh, oh is it is
0: everybody. Right. This, and is this is where it,
2: it's it game, ends. Game it over. Ends. Game it game ends.
1: over. First. Castle Ray Knights. You, 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 you say that. You say that. You're watching A View from the Bridge, official podcast of the Belfast Giants.
0: If you're oh, listening to it? A View from the Bridge, sorry.
1: the um Those on YouTube, I, I did do the Derek Wilkinson shirt that's the Derek Wilson bobblehead behind me as well <laughs> that's it was uh, from his um Charlotte checkers days
0: descended into absolute nanarchy.
1: play playoffs 2010 <laughs> 11. what have we got here um friendship four you know, 2015, 2015 first friendship four uh what else have I got the hand anything else
0: I've just got a million <clears throat> lanyards you know the way the oh, yes. lanyard collection just starts getting up it's just a billion lanyards. That's all I've got to show you from sport, from football, from hockey. I have
3: a lanyard somewhere, Joel, signed by Eminem. By hey, Is that from uh, Oxygen? No, Oxygen, no, from Oxygen. Uh, I'm really um, driving 2010, or something? 2011. Um, I was working down at Oxygen for event control. And um, I've got it somewhere in the house, like... Look at this. Jasmine had it at one point. Um... But God knows where she put it man. or something. <laughs> right, is there oh, any oh. chance
0: we're getting bored now? Oh, here we go. Right. I'm back. back. I know what that is. I know what that is, David.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, it's the Simon. Is
1: it a Simon Kitchen?
0: Flip flipping. Number sixteen. Oh, yes, there it is, boy. Castle
1: Ray Knights.
2: That's and Ray boy, Nights. That's my pride of my collection.
1: That, oh, that is. That's I think I, I don't think there's any trump in that. A Simon Kitchen. Is it signed?
2: There's a lot of blood on it, but it wasn't not mine. Was <laughs> no, not yours. Wasn't my blood, man? Of course not. Uh, oh, okay. I'd go into the story, but Nero doesn't like me telling it.
1: <laughs> so any any other business, gentlemen? No. <laughs> I'm just going fin- i'm going to finish off with one more which is a big shout out to Mick the because he was one we come back with this week giving blood as part of the bleed tail 100 neither we're going to sort this out and sort of i know a lot of people give blood and we we talked a lot about what what we're going to do in return and it's something we're, we are going to organize um it is something you can still get involved in uh you get yourself down giving blood you by one pint of blood will help three people and it's, uh, it's a magnificent and easy thing for you to do. Very, very straightforward. Go to your local blood donation. They'll take you through it. It is painless. It is fantastic. And it is something that, you know, especially at these times where we're coming out of a pandemic, or sorry, hopefully touch wood, coming out of a pandemic and trying to get back <coughs> to some level of normality. It is something that if you have the time, if you have the ability, please, please, please do go and give some blood. Um, Are we all done?
2: Yeah, I think we're done.
1: There's are no other pieces of, of nostalgia that people want to get stuck into here, no? Uh,
2: there's loads, but let's just... Uh, I said, we'll wrap it up. Two games this
1: weekend on Friday Should and be- Saturday against the Cardiff Devils. 7pm uh, uh, on both days. Get down to the SSE Arena for those two games. And if you can't, Mr Kitchen will take you through it on Giants TV. Big thanks to uh, DeLonger, to Hookie and to JJ. for, And big thanks to Simon for popping down and getting those um, interviews. Huge thanks to Tyler Beskarawani for his time and answering questions on the fan agenda. Um, big thanks to Joel for the news. Big thanks to Davy for the videos and the analysis. Um, Player of the Month is will now be open. Get your votes in for Ben Lake. Uh, ben Lake, Mark Cooper, Griffin Reinhardt or Tyler Beskarowani. It'll be open until Friday and hopefully we'll be able to give the award out this weekend. At AVFTB on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, on all your podcast clients, kingdomofthegiants.com, and everywhere else. Thank you, gentlemen. Good to see us. Good Thanks, to the chat with us. Good to reminisce. And uh, wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey. We'll catch you here next time on a view from the bridge. Port Pesco. Sports Social Podcast Network.